0: I'm going to tell you what the the message the Lord's got for us today is a powerful message. Everybody ready to be encouraged? Yes, indeed. And strengthen us and challenge us in the word of God. And I just want to jump on in on that. I call it the wall of faith. The Lord had really been uh, showing me things this week. And and I tell you, you know, so many things uh, are birthed into the message that God's doing. We try to just really have our our ear to, to the heart of God so that we can get. The word of God when digging in his word. And, and I tell you what, so many folks I get to talk to at Bible study and through the week, God speaks through you. OK, God speaks through you all the time. And, uh, you know, we were thinking the other night uh, when we were studying on, on Tuesday nights, there's a lot of stuff that we learned. And I just want to kind of pull some of the things out. And we were talking about this. And one of my buddies said, you know, we got a lot of decisions to make every day. Sound like something you might have heard that? He says, you know, we make a lot of decisions every day. And and that just went around in my mind. You know, it's just we were studying this stuff. And and there's just so many choices. You know, you got breakfast. You got what to wear, the schedule, you know, all these different things. Sometimes things can be overwhelming, can't they? They can just get the best of us. And that's just the small stuff. That's just the surface stuff. That's not even talking about the heavy duty things like dealing with maybe sickness, maybe financial needs, things like that, a failing marriage, a wayward child, uh, aging parents, all these things. And you say, wait, buddy, didn't you say this is going to be encouraging? Absolutely. But we're going to be real about it, too, because we know we all walk through those things, don't we? And so what I hope today is that, you know, we're encouraged from the word and we're going to keep it real. We're going to look at real people with real issues that serve a real big God. Amen. That's what I want you to see today. So with that, I'm going to go into today's scripture. Our launching point is going to be Isaiah 41, 13. We're going to cover a lot of ground. I'm going to try to unpack about 40 years in about 10 minutes, and then we're going to jump on into it. But I want you to hear this here. Take a look at this. Isaiah 41, 13 says, For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear. I will help you. Boy, isn't that good to have that whispered into your spirit when you're going through a tough time? I like to hear it anytime. I like to know that I'm not alone. How about you guys? God is with us all the time. So that brings us back to my title, The Wall of Faith. Have you ever been in a situation when your back is up against the wall? Hands feet, everybody? Absolutely. Up against the wall. Now I'm talking about sweat on the back of the legs, chewing your fingernails. I mean, God's got to show up. Have you been there? Mm. Well, I tell you what, this is what I tell you But this is what the Lord showed me. How you respond to that situation says a lot about your wall of faith, amen? And you know, God just builds on what he's been building on, and he just showed me that the seeds you've been planting in your heart will reveal what you really do next. You know what I'm saying? What we've been feeding on is really going to track, track how we take that next step. Amen. So we need to be feeding on the word of God. And I, I wrote this down. I said, what you believe can hold you captive or set you free. Let me go a little deeper, more specific. Who you believe can make all the difference in the outcome. Amen. Do you know Jesus this morning? Yes, we do. And if you don't, you know him before you prayer, right? I guarantee it. All right. Well, I told you, you got to do a little unpacking. We'll talk about breaking free. Okay. And the first thing I'm going to talk about is what we've been working on on a few things on Tuesday night. Now, this is just a little, uh, I don't know, a little, uh, I don't to call it a commercial, but just a little insight into Tuesday nights. Because we get to go a little bit deeper in God's word there. And I tell you, you don't have to be a Bible scholar, or if not, we're going to get you to teach it, because I'm not. But I tell you what, I know that we can line up to God's word, and the Holy Spirit will be our teacher, and he shows us much every week. Amen. So I want to start talking about the Exodus, when, when Moses is called by God to bring his people out of Egypt. They've been there 430 years, and God uses Moses as a mighty tool in his hand. How many of y'all feel like a mighty tool for God? Some days better than others, right? But you know what? He can use you. He can use you. So I want to talk about a few things here, and, and just some of the things that we read many times, heard the story, maybe even seen one of the movies, Right? And we can miss things. That's why we go back and dig back into God's word. And then the light goes on and go, I didn't know that. You know? Maybe God's just showing us as we walk, okay, now's the time for you to, to see this other piece of the puzzle. How many of us have read a scripture time and time and time again and then you read it one day and go, wow! Isn't that amazing? God gets some serious gas mileage on his word. As my mother-in-law always said, God's word will not come back void. I know she got that right out of the script of the Lord's word, right? He says, he can handle it, you know? And so what I had to understand is when she told me that, a lot of times I wanted to see results right then. And what she was saying, God's word will take care of itself. You just speak it. You just hold to it. You just, you just line yourself up with that and leave the results to him, amen? That's what we have to do. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, the Exodus, okay? Well, one of the things that would happen, they, the, God's people, the Israelites, had been in captivity for 430 years, okay? And what was going on? Y'all have heard of Pharaoh before, right? Pharaoh was used at that time as he was the guy that that the gods, the idolatry gods, little G, seemed to work through. He was the go-to guy. Y'all with me a little bit? So they had they worshipped something for everything, for the water, for the ground, for for anything. They had a stone uh, idol or something to worship. Amen. So now. How many of y'all saw, what was that, the Ten Commandments? Did y'all ever see that movie with Charlton Heston on that? A couple of y'all in there? We used to watch it all the time. My grandma would have that thing, pumping. Boy, go up there. I was like, man, Jesus, does anything else come on up here, you know? She just loved watching some of these, these movies that was pulling the truth out of God's Word, amen? But if you want the fullness of the Word, you've gotta go to the Word, amen? Just trying to get a little imagery if you guys had, had, uh, watched that before. But what was happening, I'd never really caught this before. You know, God sends Moses, he says, I want you to go to Pharaoh. I want you to set my people free. So what does he do? Of course he goes, Me? How many of us do that? No, send uh send Chuck. You know? He said, Can my brother go? And God's so gracious, yeah. Go ahead. Take your brother. You know, I don't speak real good. That's what Moses said. Oh, you know, I, I, I'm slow to speak. He said, that's all right. Who do I say send to me? I am, I am. Wow. So he gets there. Now you remember now, th- let me set this state. Pharaoh. He's the go-to guy. Nothing happens in that land unless he says so, right? So here comes this guy walking across the desert. He goes, hey, uh, you need to let our people go. And he goes, what? Who do you think you're talking to? I'm going to pull this down in, uh, you know, 2014 language here, okay? What, 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 are you kidding me? I can just see that. You know, what are you talking about? He says, hey, you need to let him go. So what does he have to do? He's got to prove, prove a little point there. So God tells him, throw your staff down. What happens? It turns into a snake. So he's got some magicians, Pharaoh. They got two snakes. Just stop right there. Now, we were learning a little bit on Tuesday night. A lot of times when you see the picture of Pharaoh and stuff, you see like a snake up on his head and stuff. That was used. That was a symbol of his protection. Isn't it amazing how God's working all this thing together? The things that they were standing behind for protection, God said, I'll take care of that. No problem. So they got two snakes. Moses got one. Was to say gobbles his snake up. Whoom? Eating up their protection. Never thought about that. But see, God is using those plagues to attack the strongholds that those idolatry gods had on those people. You see where I'm going at? Next thing, what was it? They had a god. They, they said, you know, his his blood, his, his blood is like the water of the Nile. Something along those lines. So what does he do? Touch the water, turns the blood red. I believe the magicians could still do that. Hmm. So they're like, that ain't no big deal. That's just meeting them right where they are. Meeting them right where they are. Then they had another God that would, was supposed to be the God of the earth. Right? God tells Moses, hit the sand. Boom. All the gnats came out. Listen to this. The magicians at that point, they go, uh-oh, we can't do that. Uh-oh, we didn't, we didn't learn that one. No. And they say something that's amazing. They say, this is the finger of God. They know right there. They go, oh, 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 Tom, are we really following the right person here? Have you ever seen that? See, don't follow Buddy, don't follow Tony, don't follow Mike, don't follow him. Follow the Lord. Amen. We're going to do our best to point you to God, but let me tell you, we'll let you down. I don't mean to, but I'm a man. And I'm I'm just saying that because I want you to always look to the Lord. Because that's always going to give you the best. Amen. You know, and pray for us as we go through. So what I want you to see here, this, all these crazy false gods, God was hitting them right there. Bam. Oh, you think that's protection? I'll take care of that. Oh, you think you can pray to this one over here and, and, and have the water and all that? Boom, I'll take care of that. Oh, you got one for over here on the ground? I'll take care of that. Went right on through. So God's always got a purpose for what he's doing. Amen. Even if we don't understand it at the time, God has got a purpose for what he's doing and what he's done in the past. So when you're studying your Bible, kind of ask those questions. Well, who was he talking to? What what was going on at this time? Lord, what is it in there? Show me. What is it that you're teaching me right now out of the Word? Amen? Those are the questions to ask ourselves as we're studying the Word of God. Amen? So, what happens? You know, finally, that all these things go. The firstborn uh, children of the uh, uh, Egyptians, they lost them. Uh, just, Just rebelling against God, even after you've seen it. How many think, Maybe if we were there, we just don't know. But we start seeing some of these things. Maybe we say, oops, I want to switch teams. Amen. Now, it's easy for us to look back 2,000 years and say, oh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. But we see many miracles and miraculous things here every day. You got up today, right? And we go, yeah, that's just life. Yeah. See, we, we discount the things of God a lot of times. Amen. I'm preaching to me. You know, but if we really slow down and look at every facet. So to me, it's, it's just amazing. The things of God, a lot of times I think about our eyeball just to be able to see. I remember years ago, they went and checked my eyes and a lady looked in my eyes and she said, hmm, you got high blood pressure, don't you? I said, what? She said, do you have high blood pressure in your family? I go, yeah. And mine wasn't as elevated as it, as it, you know, could be at that time. And I said, how did you know that? She said, by looking at your eyes, because all those little veins and everything like that, they were kind of like knotted up or whatever. And she says that is a telltale sign of that you probably have problems with that. I said, hmm. She said, buddy, what in the world does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Let me tell you, look how unique you, you were made. Right down to your eyes and your, you know, you, know, you do this, your eye closes to protection. It's amazing. Now, I don't want to get on all the anatomy and stuff, but I just want us to just think a little bit about all that God does and how he's put us together. There's nobody like you, amen? Nobody like you. So, we go on, and, and God's proven himself, showing himself, everything else, and they're starting to go, uh-oh. To the point that Pharaoh says, they just bring him, go, leave. Matter of fact, whatever you need. Here, take some silver, go, just, just, go, right? So they go. Oh, by the way, it was exactly 430 years when they released, because the Bible said that's when it would be. How many know his word is on time and perfect? Amen. So they head on out, right? They head on out and they head into the desert. Woo, we can learn some stuff in the desert. Nobody wants to go there, but we can learn from there, can't we? It's amazing, you know? So he takes them on out and he walks them on down. Now, this is what I understand we were learning the other night. They said it's about 150 miles from where they were to the promised land. And they said, you know, back then a, a man that was in pretty good shape probably could get there in about 10 days. So let's just figure, man, women, children, you know, the animals, livestock, everything else. Say it takes two weeks. Forty years? What's up? Did it take a wrong turn? God was bringing some things together. God was training them. How I many know the desert is a is a good place to get trained, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's not what we usually signed up for, but that you can learn a lot when you're listening there because everything else is stripped away. So they go and they're thinking, man, hey, this is great. We're, we're breaking free and we're going and we're going. And God... Leads him by what? A pillow by day, right? Yeah, a cloud. There you go. That's your translation. Good. A, a pillow of, of a cloud during the day and then a fire at night so they can see as so They're following along. Boom, 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 boom. And he moves them right on up where the back is up against the Red Sea. Wow. How many think, man, we must have took a wrong turn. No, you didn't take no wrong turn if you following God, amen? He, he doesn't allow you to make a wrong turn if you follow him. And now think about this. Now, Pharaoh's sitting there going, Who's going to build all this stuff? Now, what's, he, he's, he's thinking, Man, I'm going to get them now. It's like 600 and some chariots, all, all the folks that are available, and here, here they come. I want you to just picture this. Their back, the Israelites' back, is up against the wall, up against the water, right? Here he comes. Boom, boom, boom. Can you just hear Boom, man. Man, the chariots, the horses, the beats. And they're going, Man, what are we going to do? We got nowhere to go. See what you've been feeding on. We'll, we'll have to do with the next step you take. Amen. And here they come. It's it's the put up show up or, or we're out of here. Right. The wall of faith. Right. This is what's going on. But God says, you know, what? I'll deliver you. We'll to talk about deliverance. So here they come. Nowhere to go. Boom, boom, boom. No doubt it was getting louder and louder, and they think, "Man, we're so close. Have you got something? You've been in life. You're just so close. You can you can almost touch it. You can almost taste it." And you go, "No." Surely that must have been going on that night. But God tells Moses, "Stretch out your hand. Stretch out it. Stand." And what does he do? Opens the water. Right. We know the story. Now, I bet you there was probably some folks still doubting. What happened? What happens if? We only get halfway. What happens? What are we going to do? Now, last time I checked, I think Mike might be able to help us uh, and Miles. I think a gallon of water weighs about eight pounds, right? Something like that. He's got a wall of water. Tell him come on in, Chuck. Can I talk to him? <laughs> good. I answered No, that's good. That's good. We got room for more. So anyway, and you know that don't bug us a bit here. We're say we keep it real. Chuck said, like, I told you to come. You should have been here already. That's good stuff. So anyway, now walls of war. Just imagine this. All right? And they start walking across. Start going across. Dry land. Moving on. Man, now I want you to get that picture. You start thinking about that. Man, what in the world's going on? At this time, the walls of faith are being hit with the battering ram. Do we go? Do we stay? Do we stand? Do we do what? what? Back and forth like that, man. But they're walking on out. They're going on through, right? See, a lot of times, you know, I, I wrote this. I said, Pharaoh had a change of heart and sends out all the available soldiers and everything else. And I, I, I put this. I said, see, in desert times, it's not about comfort. It's about commitment. Amen. See, they thought they were coming up. Man, we're going we're gonna to kick back. We're going to ride the camel. We got it made. Everything's going to be all right. Well, guess what? There was still training and testing to be done. How many know there's always training and testing to be done in our life till we go home? Amen. So we know that's coming at times. So anyway, my question is this. Are you building a strong wall of faith that will stand the test and the training grounds? Are you feeding on the word of God? And over and over, I, I look at this, how God is preparing us and preparing us, preparing us. You know, it takes time. You can become a Christian and know that you have a place in heaven right now. Call on the name of Jesus. It's all about your faith in him. But learning to walk with him will be the rest of your life. Amen. Does that make sense? We're not, we're not trying to balance our salvation. We're not trying to earn it and keep it. But well, we're going to go deeper in that relationship. Amen. That's what it's all about there. So take a look at this. In the deliverance thing, I kept looking in there. I said, man, Lord, what else is it? I said, when well, our back is up against the wall and God shows up, there's only one answer. I bet I you nobody said, man, it looks like, boy, that was really a strong wind. It just happened to happen. Right? But we will try to reason God out of the equation so many times. Isn't that something? You know, God will show up and do something in your life. And then next thing you know, you say, wow, that had to be God. Then a week later and you're saying, yeah, but man, good thing that, uh, you know, so-and-so did this or somebody. We, we always want to rob the glory from God somehow. Many times, not always, but a lot of times. So let's get our minds and, and our mouth wrapped around what God's doing to give him the praise and glory. Amen. That's what I hope we see there. So we come on down here. The water opens. Here's the question. You got your sheet. Take a look at this. Will you turn to him? Will you rely on Him? Will you walk with Him? So let's take a look at those building blocks and move on. Everybody doing good so far? Good. Let's keep on going. Oh, by the way, did I have to tell you Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, we got room for you? Oh, did that just, that just slip right out of it. All right, here we go. Talking about turning to Him. We need to focus on the Father. If we, we, just, we have to keep our eyes on the Lord. Turn from the problem and turn to God the Father. I said, lift your eyes from the soldiers that are trying to advance against you and look to the Savior that cares and protects you. I bet you there was a lot of smoke and dust coming. I bet you that, man, I tell you what, it looked like no way out. Has anybody been there? It looks like there is no way out. And you know what? Your friends can't even tell you the way out, but they just keep pointing to God. You don't have all the pieces of the puzzle, but you know the one who does. Right? So I want to tell you, when we have our back up against the wall and I'm preaching to me, I want you to remind me when my time comes, because it comes all the time. Say, hey, we just got to keep leaning into God's Word. That's why a church family is important, because they'll come alongside and love you right where you're at. And even if your brothers and sisters don't have the answer right then, they still love you right where you are. And they're still going to point to the Lord. And they say, you know what? I really don't understand what's happening right now, but God does, and He's worthy and He's faithful and we can trust Him, amen? Let's focus on the Father in the toughest times of our life, amen? Let's keep on rolling, all right? Now, I thought I was going to tweak this a little bit, but I'm going to explain it. I wrote here, it says, see our worries as an opportunity to practice Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It's a good one to write down, okay? Put that in your notes. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways and acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. I was going to change the word worry, The circumstances just sort of go down a little bit easier. But the truth is, we all worry, right? We try not to, but we worry sometimes. So let's just call it what it is. Let's just be real about it. We worry. Let the worries be a launching pad of faith into the Father's promises. Amen? Look at that. Let's read it again. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. There's a lot of times I just have to trust God because I don't understand A lot of times. Most of the times. And probably it's a good thing that I don't understand. I was talking to a friend of mine about ministry and stuff. And I said, if Lord, if the Lord had moved me any faster in ministry, I think I would crumble. That's not a bad thing. Because it constantly keeps me relying on Him. That's a good place to be, isn't it? A lot of times we don't want to say that, but I'm going to tell you what. They say, well, what you going to preach on next week? I don't have a clue. What about next? I don't know. But I used to sweat it out, and I seen God being faithful, and God being faithful. I said, whatever he wants, that's what we're going to preach on. I'm going to be listening, I'm going to be praying, and I know that you guys pray about it, because we want the fresh word of God. I don't get way out there, you know, and there's nothing wrong with planning. But leave room to make that adjustment, amen, that course correction from the Lord when he tells us, amen. Let's keep on rolling here. I said, testing is never fun, but proves to be necessary as we grow and experience more of the Father's plan. We must be strong for the journey. But ultimately, our strength comes from knowing the amazing love and power of God. He is reliable, amen? Is God reliable? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. This has came back, come back in my mind many, many times over the last probably about three years we've been doing church. We've been doing ministry probably for about 15, 16 years now playing music, preaching a little bit, street ministry, whatever it is, you know, the guys opened up the door. But when God called us to do this, I thought, I am so ill-equipped. So I went to talk to one of my preacher buds. He said, come on, sit down there. I was like, "Uh, what do we do next? And he prayed with me and talked to me and he said this little inky-dinky, as Jesse says, phrase. And I thought, what is he talking about? He said, buddy, I'm going to tell you something. And he sat back in the jacket seat when I closed my eyes. He says, God loves you. And everybody else has got a good plan for your life. A great plan for your life. I was like, what? And he smiled. In other words, you're learning. And, and as time went by, I started to learn what that meant. Because you'll think I need to go this way. And he thinks I need to go that way. And they say I need to go that way. And you say I need to go that way. And if I try to do what everybody else want to do, I'm going to be all mixed up. Right? Y'all like that little move? That's the 80 move. That's it. It's just flashing back sometimes. But uh, (laughs) whatever. See y'all listening online, you missed it. But anyway, I'll go down the road sometimes and I'm about ready to bang my head on the steering wheel because I'm trying to be here and I'm trying to do this and I'm doing, 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 doing all these things and it's the shell game. Which one, Lord, which one do I grab? God loves you. And that's what I started leaning into. I said, Lord, I got to keep first things first. I got to turn to Him. That's what He was telling me. I didn't understand it then. He said, people care about you and they love you and everything else. And it's not that people, that that God will not talk talk through other people because they do all the time. The first thing I said, He was telling me, get your orders from headquarters. Amen? Get your orders from headquarters. I thought at that moment, I said, I sat here 45 minutes and that's all you told me? Wow. I don't even know anything else he told me. But I remember that. And that's made more sense to me over the time than anything else. In other words, we say it this way. Keep the main thing the main thing. Amen? That's what I want you to hear. That's what I want you to hear. So we better be turning to him. We need to be relying on him and walking with him. Everybody ready for the next one? Yes, indeed. All right. Relying on Him. I can't wait to get into this. Man, think about this. Everybody got the notes taken out? First knowing Him personally is essential. Now, we talk about that every week and I plan on doing that every day until the Lord takes me home. Right? This is what the Lord showed me. You will not rely on anyone you don't know. You won't rely on somebody you don't know, will you? Just maybe a little bit, but you're not going to put everything in one basket. And I asked, do you know the Lord? Remember last week I said, did you ask anybody that? Did you ask somebody, do you know the Lord? Do you know the Lord? Do you know the Lord? Before I even got up this morning, y'all see me up here. I was doing some more texting and stuff like that. Prayer requests, different things coming in. You know, I woke up this morning. There's things, hey, can you come, can you come to the hospital? Can you do this? Can, can you do that? Okay, okay, what's going on? You know what I'm going to ask when I get there? Do you know Jesus? A friend of mine said, my mother is not doing good. Can you come to the to the can you come see? Her? I said, Yes, this is what's going on. I said, I'll contact you right after church and we'll see what's going on. All the questions in the world, you know what question i want to ask? Do you know the Lord? Because nothing else is gonna matter. Nothing else is gonna be more important than that question, amen. Except the answer. I pray that the answer is yes. And if not, I pray that they have an open heart to hear what it takes to come to Jesus. Amen. Please be praying about the visit today, okay? But you know what? I thought, Lord, why do we wait to the last stretch of mile? Why do we wait to the last stretch of mile? You know, to do that. And he answered me, but he didn't answer me the way I wanted him to answer me. Because I wanted to know why. And what he told me is this my grace is sufficient at any time. Woo! What I'm telling you is. If you're down to your last breath and you call on the name of Jesus, God will honor that. But I also want to tell you this. I'd rather walk with him the whole time, ain't I? He's reliable. That's what I'm saying right there. Well, what makes somebody reliable? Think about it. I thought, well, you know, maybe their track record, their character, their ability, their resources, uh, their love for others. Check, check, and double check. God's worthy, isn't he? He fills every one of those with no problem, doesn't he? Look at God's track record. Didn't we say 430 years, bing, to the day. When you look back, historians look back, and everything else, right there. God is working on our behalf, even when we don't understand what's happening. Amen. Well, what keeps you from relying on God? You ever thought about that? I've heard this: good Christian folks, right, <clears throat> love the Lord, and they think it's such a small issue. I'll just handle it myself. God wants to be involved in everything, doesn't he? He loves you enough to take care of everything. You got an ingrown toenail. here. he don't care. He, okay, he can work on that. Anything. Things that we think is small, we're just, well, no, I'll just leave the big stuff to God. But see, if we commit our lives to God, our life is now his life, right? Are we setting all those things before him? And, and you know, sometimes I thought, well, why, why do I kind of not rely on God at a different time? Could it be pride? Oh, man, let's take a look inside, you know? Maybe maybe we don't know him as well as we should. Are we growing in his word daily? Because his word will always represent him well. Always. And I wrote this, there is no deviation. God and his word are one. If you want to know about God, you've got to open up the Bible, amen? And I tell you what, his word will not come back void. Let's keep on rolling. I'm going to give you guys some some scripture here that is good scripture for comfort. Y'all ready for some comfort? Let's take a look at this. Psalm fifty-five, twenty-two 22 says, Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. <clears throat> Who is the righteous? Raise your hand. Do you know Jesus? If you know Jesus, raise your hand. You know him as your Lord and Savior. Raise your hand. Then you're his righteousness. Because his righteousness, Amen, I want you to give Somebody just lifted it right off your shoulder, didn't it? Because his righteousness is now your righteousness. When you called upon the name of the Lord, that's that's what I'm talking about there. But man, y'all going to be coming out of here like this dancing because it's what he did. Why? Because you were real good? No. Because you show up every Sunday? No. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I just love that. I know y'all hear it every week. I can't get enough of it. It's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself. It's a gift. Open that gift. I want you to know. See, we're real, we're quick to say we know Jesus, right? But it's hard for us because we know that we blow it sometimes. Anybody blow it? Yep, okay. And it's hard for us to think of ourselves as righteous because of that, amen? I have to go back, I say, well, Lord, I don't feel like that today. He said, I didn't ask you how you feel. What did I say? So I go back to what the Lord says. And And I speak that to myself, and I read that to myself, and I go, hey, wait a minute. If he's the Lord God who can save me and keep me and hold me all this time, and it doesn't have nothing about my balancing act. Can I just trust Him a little at a time, just rely on? Him? Lord, help me just to trust You a little at a time. So I want you to take these verses right here and just take a look at this. Here, I'm going to give you another one. You ready? First Peter five seven. Cast all your anxiety. Anybody ever get a little anxious, overwhelmed? We do. And if you're not, just watch TV or 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 or, or, or get a list. I got to be down here. I got to go over here. Man, the clock's ticking. We're looking at back and forth, man, filling in, the, and then the phone will ring again and you start... Y'all remember that little Stretch Armstrong thing that came out? You stretched him out like that. look, looked like a G.I. Joe on steroids. Oh, you ever feel like that? Man, it's so true because you know why? <coughs> we try to rely on ourselves. And, and I want to just say this, not in the notes or anything else. Saying no is not a bad thing. You can't do everything, be everything, for everybody, right, that's hard sometimes, because you love people, and you love your family, and you want to do this, and all this, but you know, I, I, I went and uh, talked to my heart doctor a while back, man, he's a good old buddy of mine, and, and he said, what's going on, I gave him my schedule and everything else, he's all right, he said, "Well, we we'll go ahead and test you heart, huh? okay, and he just smile. And he's my mom's heart doctor. And I've been seeing back and forth all this. I've been there. I was at the hospital. I was at to our hospital for a week before that. And all this with my mom just a couple months back. And he went and tested everything. So okay, that's good. He said, got all the results back. Of course, he told me to lose some weight. We could have done without that. But that's all right. I'm working on it. He said, boy, <laughs> you've got to offload your schedule. You've got to offload your schedule. And I'm thinking... That's what everybody says. But I got, I got, I got, I got, I got. And the same thing your friends can tell you sometimes has to come from somewhere else. Why is that? Your friends love you. Your family love you. They can tell you and say, hey man, look, if you go down, it's not going to be good. So just do what you got to do and we'll come alongside. And you go, okay. And then when that doctor says that and throws your clipboard down, he says, I'm going to tell you something. I want you to hear what I'm saying. You need to change some schedule. You need to change some stuff. I go, oh, you mean like offload some of the schedule? Like the first time I ever heard that, right? You know, how in that? How does that come in there? Because you know what? I need to cast my cares and anxiety on him. But just like I say all the time, what I did? I come right over here, cast them on here, and I say, okay, it's time to go. I got to go. And I start dragging them back with me. We need to leave them there. We need to leave them there. And I tell you what, that's a good reminder right there. It's a good reminder to do that. So I thank you guys for reminding me and encouraging me and everything else because guess what? I don't take blood pressure pills no more. Amen? God's good. Amen? God's good. Offload schedule. Do a few things. Go to the gym a little bit. I miss Gatorade. Man, out of all the stuff you can eat, I was like, man, I just want Gatorade. Right? Because it's got a lot of sugar in it, right? But you know what? When you start choosing better, your body starts responding better. When we start choosing God's way over our way, things start going better. I'm not saying that everything goes perfect even when we're going in the will of God. Those folks, right, coming out on the Exodus, they were following God. It wasn't wasn't about their comfort. It was about their commitment, amen? You see where we're at on that? I just want you to take a look at that. I wrote this, I said, now let's take a look at these verses. I said, God God will sustain us, right? A couple of amazing truths in here. He will never let us fall and he cares for us. Take it one at a time, take a look at this. We first see that God declares both his ability and his willingness to be our strength and support mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Isn't that something? Look at those, look at that. God said, hey, catch your cares, come on. Catch your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Amen? And he comes on down here. I, I said, Isn't this something? I said, He is able, and the best of all, He's willing. Do you know your Heavenly Father is willing to carry you through the tough times? To take away every threat that overwhelms us and use it for our benefit. That is hard to understand when you're in the middle of that water. Or maybe when you're at the foot of the water, just like you kind of get that illustration there. When when it seems like it's coming up and you're back in right here. You're going, man. I, I I just don't understand. I just don't. I don't know what's happening. Know that God can still work that in your life for the good. Amen. Why? Because He's reliable and He loves you. Amen. Let's keep on looking at this. I said He has promised to work all things together for the good for those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Even at times when we doubt Him, He is still working for our good in His glory. And He has always also promised that He will allow no trial to be so great. We cannot bear it and that he will provide a means of escape. I don't have it up here, but you can write this down. Look at it later. First Corinthians ten, thirteen. God always makes a way to dry ground. He always makes a way for us to come out the other side. And he doesn't just send you out there alone. Amen. He walks with you. Amen. Let's take a look at this. Everybody doing good? Say amen. Oh, y'all doing good then. Walking with him. I just kind of condensed some, some of this down. I said walking with God is a combination of turning to him, relying on him, and trusting him. That's everything we're talking about today. That's what we're talking about today. You know, I always have a story. Sometimes I wish I didn't have a story. Like some of the stories I share. But there's real things, real people going through real things. And I, I got a call from a, a different friend of mine this week. He, the world is not offering his family a lot of hope with different things. And so I went to spend some time with my friend. I actually preached at his wife's funeral probably within four to six months ago. And his daughter, his youngest daughter, went to get a checkup. And she has the same type of cancer that took his wife out of her. I think she's like 39 years old. Got some young kids. And we know how things can change. And you say, well, what are you, what are you talking about here? My buddy... And, and those who walked through some of the stuff, I I, I'm, I know I know that many here have experienced much deeper in this situation than I have, and and and, I, and my heart goes out to you. He says, "I feel so helpless, man. I feel so helpless right now." But then he said this. But I know I can trust God, and I'm going to take one step at a time. You see how that started out? And you see where it ended? Because I was like, man, my heart was crushing when he said that. I want to be able to tell something to just change everything when we're going through this. He says, I feel so helpless as a dad. You want to fix stuff. Moms, too. I feel so helpless. But he had seen God move in different things, even in some tough things. He said, you know what? But I will trust him. And I'll take, he said, all I can do is put one foot in front of the other." And then he said something else. He said, I want to thank you. He's thinking about me in the midst of this. He said, for all the time that you spent with my family, I want to thank you for taking time. See, that's God moving there. Is he hurting? Yes. Is he overwhelmed? Yes. But God is able to give him the strength and lift his head up just a little bit more. To look at somebody else. To look at what God has done. Look what God will do. Like I said, the world didn't offer a whole bunch of hope. But he's still holding and relying on God. And now he's walking with them. One step at a time. And we want to encourage folks as they go through. Amen. So I ask you this question. When the tide shifts in your life, will you lean into the loving arms of the Lord? Amen. It's easy to say, yeah. But sometimes when everything's stripped away, that's all you got. I'm going to tell you what, God is more than enough. When everything else is stripped away, God hasn't left. It may feel like it. It may look like it. But he's got a good track record. And we might not understand everything this side of heaven. But we can trust God. Just like my friend said. I got to trust him. One step at a time. Mm. Let's go back to the Exodus story. God made the path, but they still had to walk by faith to get to the other side. That makes sense? That's what the Lord told him. He, he made the path, but just like we said, no doubt there was probably some people going. Right? Like that. Or Sunday would say, buddy, go ahead. You go first. <laughs> yeah, buddy, you go on first. You know, no doubt. Maybe we would. I don't know. Okay? One, you know, one toe in, you know, start going like that. But God was with them, and God brought them to the other side. mm mm I was looking at this, you know, and I, I said, you know, we just need to take time to know the Lord every day, to praise him every day, because we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow. I know you've heard that before, but I think it's a great reminder. And you're talking about, I know that those hearts have been broken and, and still aching in here from different things we've experienced. And you say, tomorrow, I'm just trying to get through today. I want to lift you up today. Lord, touch their hearts and comfort them. You talk about, my goodness, tomorrow, next week, I'm just, I'm just trying to get to the, to, just to the end of the service. Well, you know what? You're not here by mistake. And I pray that the day that God lifts that yoke and fills your heart with comfort and love and peace. Because we can cast our cares on Him, amen? Amen, we can cast our cares on Him. Well, you know what? I, I, the Lord, when I was putting this together the other day, The Lord gave me an opportunity to just write something down. And so I don't know if this is a psalm. I don't know if it's a prayer. But I'm going to tell you. I'm going to share my heart with you. Is that okay? And this is what God just was very. I was just talking to God. I said, God, I'm visiting people and they're hurting. God, they're they're, they're losing people. They're doing this. And he said, yes. Yes. But I'm not losing anyone. Isn't it good to know? he, he, He didn't misplace you. He didn't leave somebody out, you know. We don't understand everything. I am not saying I understand anything. I am not minimizing your hurt one second. point you to Jesus to comfort you. Because He is with you. Only you, Lord. I hope you guys can see this. This is something I just wrote when I was spending some time with the Lord and I'm just going to open up and share it with you. And I said, If I knew which way to go, Lord, would I still walk with you? Would I run ahead and miss the beauty of each day? I wonder how much I've already uh, missed already being rebellious to your word. Only you, Lord, know what tomorrow brings. You know me better than I know myself. Yet you never grow weary in grace. You gently guide me in your love and multiply your mercy. Only you, Lord, see the finished product in our lives. You tenderly mold us into the image of Christ with each step of faith. There's nothing I can change about yesterday. So, Lord, help me to focus on what lies ahead today. Only you, Lord, know what is best. Strengthen me for today's journey. Teach me your ways and show me your glory. Yes, only you, Lord, can lift my heart. It's just a little time of God. And I just held the pen because that's what my heart was feeling like. I got to thinking about how life goes by and how fast it is. And I thought about, you know, when, when you're kids, you just, you know, you go to the park or something. They let you out of the car and you just take off running. Can just take off running I said Lord how much have I done that in my life missing the lesson that you're going to teach me missing the beauty of the day missing the fellowship that I can have because I'm just running I'm just hitting out and then I started to wonder hmm I wonder what I've missed so far but I can't plow back I can't go back and I said only only the Lord knows he knows us better than, he knew, than we know ourselves isn't it something And he still pours out his love. He still pours out his mercy. He still pours out his grace. And nothing takes him by surprise. Isn't that something? He has the ability to weave it all together for the good. To weave us and mold us to be more like Jesus. That's what he does. Even with the bumps and bruises and setbacks, he can still do a weaving. And I said, I can't bring back yesterday. So I might as well focus on today. I can't undo yesterday. I can't undo that. But you know what? Lord, help me to choose better today. Help me to hear you better today. Help me grow deeper in your word today. And I just said, Lord, lift our words, strengthen our faith, and guide our hearts on this journey home. And I pray today as we read it, that, that your wall of faith has been strengthened by the word of God. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much that we're not in this alone. I thank you so much, Lord, that you know what? Even when we don't understand, we can understand that you love us. But you are for us. Only you, Lord. Only you could be loving like that. So if you're here today, and let's wheel back when I asked about, hey, are the righteousness of Christ here? I mean, maybe you just had just a little delay in putting your hand up. I want you to know, if you called upon the name of the Lord, He said you are made right by what the sacrifice of Jesus Christ has accomplished. If you're here today and you've never called on the name of the Lord, I'm going to give you that opportunity. Actually, I'm just passing on the opportunity. God has given you the opportunity. I want you to hear that. You say, buddy, how can I know that? How can I, how can I have that? You believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You put your faith and trust in what he's done. You know, I know for me, it wasn't real hard to realize that I was a sinner. The Bible says all of a sudden I fall short of the glory of God. But you know what? He says, you you call upon the name of the Lord. When you call on my name, Jesus. I'll not cast you out. I welcome you in. So if you're here today and that's you, just look up here. i want to pray for you. I want to encourage you in the Lord to just call on the name of Jesus. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I'm trusting in you today. I believe you're the Son of God that takes away the sin of the world, Lord. Today, I give you my heart and my life. If that's you today, don't leave here without telling somebody, you know what, today is my day. If you're here today and you said, man, you know what? I can understand what you mean. Only you, Lord. Only God's grace. Only God's wisdom. Only God's love and compassion for us can conform us. But you know what? I'm praying for you. I'm praying for each of us. I ask you to pray for our good brothers and sisters here. And I want you to know this. You know what? God is faithful. We can on Him. And as we walk with Him, God will show us each day the greatness of His glory and the greatness of His love for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.